Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Bienvenidos a So Violento So Macabro Podcast. Yo soy Ali. Y yo soy Dee. Y hoy Dee les contará de un caso que sucedió en El Paso, Texas. On a summer night after an amazing time at a concert, a young, vivacious woman vanishes into the night without a trace. But what happened to Erika Andrea Gaitan? How do you explain to her seven-year-old son that his mom has gone missing? And the last person to see her alive says she left home on her own. After three long years, her family and friends demand justice. They beg for her story to be heard. They want the world to remember that behind every tragedy, there lies a quest for answers, closure, and unyield pursuit of the truth. This is the tragic disappearance of Erika Andrea Gaitan. Advertencia. La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tengan cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution. que he encontrado nada porque hasta que no se haga justicia. Todavía mucho nostalgia, coraje, no sé cómo explicarlo todavía. Ella fue a un concierto con un, con un amigo y estuvo con él solos toda la noche y en la noche eh, él se la llevó a su casa y ella ya no respondió los mensajes de nadie. On the night of July 13th, Erika Gaitán attended the El Reencuentro Norteño concierto at El Paso County Coliseum in El Paso, Texas. During the night of the event, Erika updated her Facebook page with pictures of the event. She snapped a quick selfie of herself in a white dress, smiling. She looked to have like an amazing time. Like it looks like she was really happy to be at that concert. But after that moment, there's no other updates on her whereabouts. She stopped updating her statuses on Facebook as of that night. According to Ricardo Marquez, the guy she went on a date with the night of the event allegedly told police that the two parted ways after the concert and that she ordered an Uber to go back to her house. And he took his car back to his home. But on July 14th, 
Erica was never heard from again. Erica's family and friends told news outlets that it's not like her to disappear and to abandon her seven-year-old son. Victor Renovato, the father of Erica's seven-year-old son, told KFOX TV, quote, The last time I spoke to her, she was, she texted me. She told me, can you send me a picture of my son in the movies? So I went ahead at 9.30 p.m., and that was the last text I got. Anything she's doing, she always has her phone. This is not like her. It's not like her. When I have my son, she always calls me. She always texts me. She always calls me to talk to him. It's been seven days. No mom. No nothing. He knows something is going on, and it's heartbreaking. It's devastate. It's been a devastating week. She's a really good mother. She's been with my son. Whatever he needs, my son my son gets. My son loves her. So she is a really good person. The friendliest person that I could have ever met. Victor also told Fox uh, TV that he was with the police for hours on that Thursday night that um, they had reported her missing. And he handed investigators his phone. He told the same outlet, quote, I'm here. Whatever they need, it, if it's the police, the detectives, anybody who wants to talk to me, I'm more than happy to help. After he gave this interview and after detectives looked through his phone, they automatically cleared him out to be any sort of suspect because he's very he was very welcoming and opening to just try to find her. He also was one of the first people to spear the investigation and try to look for her, um, especially for her son, but also because he found her to be an amazing person in general. So well, it seems like they co-parent really well. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They they like they really enjoyed the fact that they both came together specifically for their son. Había and, respeto. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he, you know, they cared about each other. Yeah. At first, authorities suggested that there was no foul play. And when it came to her disappearance, they thought that she might have been a runaway. However, as time passed by, the authorities began to question every previous statement that the guy she had gone out with had said. According to the affidavit, due to the amount of times Erika has been missing, the circumstances, her disappearance, is not considered, it's now considered suspicious. At some point, Ricardo's testimony started to conflict with other stories he would tell family members, friends, and even the authorities. It all happened during the time of Erika's disappearance. So from the moment she went missing to days later, to weeks later, to months later, the story always kept changing. According to the affidavit, Ricardo claimed that he was actually driving Erika with him to his house. In the previous statement that he made, he said that when they were at the venue, they split it ways and she ordered an Uber. In the same testimony, he said that this time he drove them home. They got in an argument. She wanted to go home and she said that she was going to order an Uber home. According to police, there's no such order made from her phone. Eso es muy, obviamente es muy raro porque la historia es completamente diferente. Exactly. But you cannot forget that you drove this woman to your house and got into an argument. Like you can't forget that. Of course not. 
para decir, oh, we parted ways. No. Like, exactly. Uh-uh. It's, it's interesting when so many, in some cases that we've covered, um, people tell one story and then it's como que, ah, es que se me ha olvidado. Yeah. I forgot to mention this specific detail that is huge. Yeah. It's like you did not forget. It's like it has, no. there has, to, like, that specific detail is very obvious and not easily forgettable. Especially when you think about, like, oh, did you go in the car with her? Did you go home with her? Like, at first he said that they parted ways at the venue. Then he says that they went home together. Then he goes along and says that after they got home, they got into an argument and she took an mm -hmm. Uber home. It's, it's, doesn't make sense. Nope. Suspect number one. Exactly. Since the first day. Yeah, since, since the first, the first day. night. <laughs> On the afternoon of July 14th, Ricardo had actually asked his brother to borrow his Jeep, even though he has his own car. Later that day, he also texted his, texted his sister to borrow a shovel. He then picked up the shovel shortly after picking up the Jeep. Authorities shortly obtained a warrant for the search of uh, Ricardo's home. And when they went in, they found a shovel, sand-filled shoes, and plastic restrainers, or also known as zip ties. They all found it very suspicious because, according to the affidavit, there was a surveillance video showing that the jeep that he drove was actually heading north towards the desert and then returning an hour and a half later. Like they don't know and if they saw anybody within the car or anything, but they just saw that the same car was shown to travel to the desert and back. Y luego un jeep. Yeah. That's very suspicious. They, it, they're big. Yeah. You can put a lot of stuff in there. Yep. According to the New York Post, the police did a laboratory analysis on the rear floor mat of the jeep, which revealed traces of blood and were confirmed to be Erika's. On December 4th, 2019, police actually arrested 20-year-old Ricardo Marquez. He was 20? He was 28. Oh, 28. They said 20. Yeah, 28. They arrested him and charged him and booked him in El Paso County Detention Facility um, for the murder of Erika. Sergeant Enrique Carrillo is quoted as saying, quote, her body has not been found, but based on the forensic and other evidence gathered over the course of the investigation, detectives have reason to believe that she is deceased and the victim was murdered. Pobrecita. I know. Or and the worst part, baby. it's like, there is no actual, like, they haven't been able to found, find her body. Yes, yeah, so triste. I mean, overall. Yeah, murder is murdered, still, yeah, yes, still tragic. Then, you don't, the, la familia nunca encuentra that closure. Yeah. Oh, man. I know. On December 5th, 2019, Erika's family and friends began to search for her body at the Red Sand Desert alongside with the police officers oh. to hopefully find Erika's body. According to surveillance, the sand found in the, um, the shoes in Ricardo's home and based on the surveillance footage that they had found they believe that that was the specific desert that he had gone and buried her body 
However, the search turned inconclusive. No. On July 28, 2020, Ricardo's bill was actually reduced from $1 million to $250,000. So, a quarter of what it originally was. Y luego nada más se paga el 10% mm -hmm. from that. Yeah. So you can only imagine how frustrated the family and friends were when they found out well, yeah. this specific detail. On August 7th, 2020, Erika's family and friends protested outside of the El, Ca El Paso County Detention Facility because of the bail that was reduced to get the public's attention and also the attention of the officials. But... Once again, nothing changed. So due to the fact that we were in a pandemic and that a lot of the cases that were happening during the time pre-pandemic, they were started to getting to push back. So a lot mm -hmm. of the cases have slowly been starting to get their convictions. And tragically, Erika's case was one of those cases that took almost two years to actually get some sort of justice on april 8th 2022 ricardo was due in court but due to jury issues um they actually called the case a mistrial because of the evidence that were shown within the case kind of they don't want to say exactly what happened but it it just happened that specific jury members were either involved within the evidence or knew people with that withheld that evidence so it was um it, it basically threw that whole first trial away. yeah so they had oh, to wow. re they had to wait again for Va another trial otros? yeah hmm. and, and and because other cases are being held back they kind of have to wait. yeah on the second trial, on May 31st, 2022, the prosecutors showed the interview of July 20th, 2019, about five days after Erdogan had gone missing. Within the interview, Ricardo talks about his relationship with Erdogan. According to court documents, they had known each other for about a month. And Ricardo claims that they had gone on a couple of dates and that their relationship was sexual, so they did have some sort of intercourse. According to Ricardo, he had an argument with Erika over the white dress that she was wearing at the concert. Ricardo says that after the, they left the concert at around 1 a.m. in the morning, and he drove them both to his house. When they arrived to his house, they had another discussion, which... Shortly after, this discussion became into an argument, and that's when Erika decided to go home. Ricardo told detectives that he had offered her a ride home, but Erika re refused, and he never saw her again. So el vestido estaba muy provocativo? Apparently, Is that what it was? Apparently, that's what, he, I guess, what he, has, he mentioned to, to, to detectives, that they had an argument based on what she was wearing that night. Because I mean, the dress itself looks like a like a knee level dress, mm -hmm. white 
like fitted dress but it's nothing to be like oh that was a scandalous dress or anything it was just a cute dress and even if it was scandalous it's her body she could wear whatever she wants you don't like it then don't date her exactly let her wear what she wants to wear exactly it's just para el punto de llegar hacia una de okay si no le gusta hablar con ella but still she can wear whatever she wants but to kill her like there has to be so much more there yeah i mean i'm hoping because to kill someone because of the way they're dressing that's that's stupid it's really dumb authorities questioned ricardo over the gas tank that they had found in the home as well as the zip ties he declared that he owned them because he actually worked in construction and that that those were part of his tools for work fbi agent sean mcmanus he explains that he used his analysis and google and wi-fi location history in order to pinpoint ricardo and erica's whereabouts Hmm. during the night that she went missing he declares that on july 14th 2019 Ricardo and Erika's cell phone locations were traced back to Marquez's house. He also said that around 3 a.m. on July 14, Erika's phone location couldn't be traced for about four and a half days. He declared that after 2.19 a.m. July 14, there was a Google record that Erika's phone was last located and traced back to Ricardo's home. So overall, her phone was still in the same location four days after she went missing. So it only makes sense that he had her phone. He is quoted as saying, quote, the defendant's phone had Google hits up until 3 a.m. Something changed. It stopped recording the location after 3 a.m. Another witness by the name Anabel Diaz was questioned by prosecutors on June 2nd, 2022. Anabel was the person that introduced Erika and Ricardo. Phone records showed that Anabel had called Ricardo two days after the concert to ask about Erika's whereabouts. Ricardo had stated that Erika was not at his house, that she had gone to her aunt's house who lived nearby his house. Wow. So it went, again, his story changed. Another thing to add to where she was at instead of just being blunt and honest and say we had an argument and then she went home or whatever it's like there's different stories told to different people el solito se está quemando exactly on june 21st 2022 dna was submitted as evidence during the final trial although although erica's body was never found erica's dna was found on the back carpet of Ricardo's brother's Jeep. On June 23, 2022, Ricardo was convicted of killing Erika and was sentenced to 75 years in prison. And on June 28, 2022, Erika's family, including her biological mother, her adopted mother, and her cousin spoke about the verdict and the sentencing. They said that they want more help in search of Erika's body. According to KVI, a news a month after his conviction ricardo's attorney asked the court to consider requests for a new trial based on two points 
the first point is that he claims that he was there was insufficient evidence to prove he intentionally and knowingly killed Erika. And the second is that there was improper deliberation by the jury. So he's blaming that there's not enough evidence to trial him and that the jury messed up, basically. I don't know how, como los abogados pueden ser abogados de estas personas. Yeah. That's just... It's insane, isn't it? It's insane to be working for someone that you know que, hizo, que mató a alguien. Yeah. That That's, even after like wow. all this evidence, it's still sufficient that he committed the crime, but yet he wants to continue fighting. to fight no. the fact that he didn't do it. Even though he's been caught in lie after lie after yeah, lie. Sangre. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, what else yeah. do you need? Yeah. Yeah, let's blame other people. Exactly. Ricardo says that the jury used information that wasn't present in the trial as evidence in their deliberation, which is a form of why, you know, they could have come to their conclusion. But at the same time, it's like, like all these things, all these witnesses, like it all points to you. Like you're the last person that saw her. And even as the last person that saw her, you don't have concrete evidence. Like, make it make sense. And this is the part where things become a little bit sticky. Um, I don't have that much information in regards to it, but I did see snippets of it in different articles. And it is, and it is said that Erika was dating someone else at the same time that she was dating Ricardo. And that somehow, some way, he found out that he was, she was dating somebody. And that's the reason that the argument came about. Oh, wow. Again, this is just things that I somewhat found, but mm -hmm. they're not concrete. But I still felt like that was something that needed to be said. Yeah. In order for there, there to be like a reason to commit such heinous crime. Even though nothing really justifies it. Right. Wow. Anyone with information... On Erika Andrea Gaitan's disappearance is urged to call the El Paso police at 915-832-4400. Again, 915-832-4400. For right now, Ricardo is in jail. He's serving his sentence. But only time will tell if the... If this case will go again to another um, trial. So far, he's been convicted for 75 years. He's been there for a year already. And he's been there for right? a year. Yeah. yeah. So it was last June. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And before I end this case, I really do want to thank Amy um, on TikTok for suggesting this case. She urged um, us to cover uh, Erika's case and talk about her case, especially because it's not super recent, but it's still a case that's still ongoing. Yeah. And she really urged us not to forget about Erika. And if we, if it was possible for us to cover her case in order for more people to be aware of her case and know about Erika and know that there's still people out there looking for her, regardless of the situation. 
Gracias, Amy. So thank you, Amy. I hope we did her case justice. Mis manos están limpias. Yo no más quiero que se aclare mi nombre. Dije, porque la verdad, yo por el bien mío y por mi familia. Él puede salir libre bajo fianza. ¿Por qué? Porque él no quiere, no quiere hablar ni decir dónde dejó el cuerpo. Hoy en la mañana me acordé que eran ya tres años que había empezado la pesadilla. Ella, ella ya no está con nosotros, la extrañamos mucho, siempre la vamos a extrañar, como era, y pues no se merecía haber desaparecido y haber muerto de esa manera. Ella era bien alegre, era cariñosa, era, tenía muchos amigos, le gustaba mucho divertirse, era raro que ella estuviera enojada, siempre sonreía. Cuando la tuvo toda la noche a su merced él en su casa, ¿qué le hizo? Nosotros pensamos lo peor, que hasta la mejor la enterró viva, que, que la abusó sexualmente, nos pasan mil cosas por la cabeza. Entendemos su dolor, señora Guadalupe. No es justo Guadalupe. que él vaya a salir. Porque le dieron lo que merecía, merece más, pero este, yo, yo ahora sé que le alcanzó la justicia del hombre, pero le falta la justicia de vida. Sí, tenemos fe de que algún día vamos a encontrarla este, eh, y pues seguirle haciendo su, lo que es un rosario cada vez que ella cumpla un año de fallecido. Y tenemos mucha fe y esperanza y pues le pedimos a Dios ¿verdad? que le hablan del corazón para que algún día nos diga dónde quedaron sus restos. Sí, ha, ha sido un verdadero infierno, un, una pesadilla horrible. Este, como le dice un niño de 8 años que ya nunca va a volver a ver a su madre. El niño el, el 6 de junio de este año cumplió 8 años y ella siempre lo festejaba, lo llevaba a juegos y todo, ¿sí me entiende? Uh -huh. Y es muy difícil, es muy, es, es muy difícil todo esto. Hemos vivido una pesadilla. And that was the tragic disappearance of Erika Andrea Gaitán. And that was the case for this week. Um, again, we would like to thank Amy for suggesting the case and for letting us know about her friend and letting us cover her case. It really means a lot to us. If you would like to listen to any of the other 76 cases as of now, I think. This will be the 70, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you can listen to the rest of our 76 episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on um, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and you could just type in Sovereign Summer Capital Podcast and we will be the first to pop up. And you can again, find... because we're number one. Yes, again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you could also download the Latina Podcaster Network app and type in Sovereign Summer Capital Podcast and you will find all of our episodes there as well. Please rate, review, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. It really helps us out in our uh, ranking and uh -huh. overall it's just it just really helps us and and uh, i know that it, it becomes a little tedious but it really does help anything helps <laughs> and if you want to continue the conversation we are open to talk to you guys on our social media platforms you can follow us on twitter facebook instagram and tiktok Did I already mention that? No, you didn't. Okay. You're good. <laughs> and you can follow us at at SVSM underscore podcast, or you could type in Seven Smagato Podcast on Facebook or anywhere, actually, and you could find us there. 
we should be the first to pop up as well. Estamos por todos lados. I know, we're everywhere. Um, Even on and, your TV. <laughs> and yeah, that, that that's you can find us there. We are open to the conversation. We'd like to have a conversation with you guys. I know we've been covering a lot of deep cases lately and it becomes really hard to like take it all in and, yeah. and, 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 and just listen to these cases. But we do this with a lot of love and, and just support of the family, their friends, and, and of course the victims and to keep their story alive. And we would like to, you know, know what you feel, what you think. Uh, and, and that will just help us understand you guys a little bit more. And yeah. Another recommendation that you guys have, send us a message. Yeah, send us a message. Send us a DM. You can send us a comment, anything. We, we, we're pretty much read everything and, and we reply as soon as we can. So yeah, if you have any suggestions, we're open for them as well. And yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. And that's it. Drink a cup of coffee for us this week. I know. Please or do. Or three. Or three. <laughs> or however you, But stay hydrated as well because, you know. Ya empezó el calor. Ya empezó el calor. Mm-hmm. Ahora sí oh, empezó el calor. Keep your doggies hydrated too. I know. Keep your dogs hydrated. Um, give, give them a little cooling pad to lay down or a sabana. They love that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, if you guys haven't seen it yet, we were featured on NBC News. Ooh. Uh, it's It was definitely a shocker to us. Oh, yeah. It, we, we weren't expecting it. And... And we just want to say thank you for yes. for everything, uh, mm-hmm. especially Emmy for featuring us. It was it was a complete surprise. We were featured uh, alongside Criminalista Nocturno and Sisters That Kill. Uh, yeah, that was fantastic. I'm and they still mentioned shocked. I know, and they mentioned um, Latina Podcaster Network, so that was really nice of them too. Yeah, um, muchas gracias. We're very appreciative. We weren't expecting this. We we were always shocked when we received these types yeah. of news. Um, so yeah, if you want, it's uh, linked in our link tree. Just click on our bio and it should be there. And yeah, that thank you so much. Black emo heart really happy. I know, it did. <laughs> I mean, our big heart. Our big happy. emo heart. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week. Yes. Bye. Bye. Stay spooky. Also, Code Orange starts this week. So let's go look for Halloween decorations. Woo. Um, yeah. Bye. <laughs> Someone's ready for October. I always am. Stay spooky, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>